on eagle's wings one happy day my lord we take me home on high on eagle's wings one happy day sing it along my lord we take me home on high i say on eagle's wing i change it to on the wing of the wind or on the wild wind because i'm going in the rapture eagle means prophet but it's actually wild wind that is going to use to take us on the wild wind on happy day my lord we take me home on high sing along glory glory to Jehovah's Lamb, whose blood was shed to save my soul. Sing it. On the goose wing, on the wild wing, one happy day. My Lord will take me home on my On the wild wing, on the wild wing. One happy day, one happy day, my Lord we take me home. Glory, glory to the Lamb, glory, glory to Jehovah's Lamb, whose blood was shed to save my soul. You saved my soul on the wild wind. One happy day, one happy day, my Lord is day. If you know it's coming soon, sing it. On the wild wind, on the wild wind, the wild wind took Elijah off. One happy day, hallelujah, my Lord is day. Glory, 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 glory to Jehovah's Lamb. Whose blood was shed to save my soul. Hallelujah. On the wild wind, one happy day. My Lord will take me home. If you know the Yoruba song, sing it alone. On the wild wind, glory, yeah. On the God was shed to save my soul. On the wild wind, hallelujah. One happy day, one happy day. My Lord is saved. I'll sing it, you're about to listen to it. It said, Glory, yeah.
thanksgiving that you will make us babes to believe this to understand this and to be looking up and be believing that you are coming soon it is a grace it is a mercy it is your privilege for us thank you lord for this in the name of our lord jesus christ we pray praise the lord can we sit down let's let me quickly go through one or two clarification from the word of God. I'll give you one or two Bible verses. Open with me to Revelation chapter 4. The book of Revelation chapter 4. The Lord wants me to clarify this thing real quick. In the book of Revelation chapter 4, we see one sat upon the throne. One. From verse 3. Let me start from verse 2. Because Apostle John, who wrote the book of Revelation, by when the Lord visited him, and he said in verse 1, he said, After this I looked, and behold, the door was open in heaven, in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up here. And I will show you thee, I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Now, who, who was on the throne? He's going to describe him. He that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne, inside, like unto an emerald. Then he went on to describe what was surrounding the throne, the 40, 24 seats, elders, and out of the throne, verse 5, proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. 
And he went on and he said in verse 8, And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying what? Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was, and is, and is to come. What did he say? Lord God Almighty. Which means who was on the throne? Let me hear you. Who was on the throne? Again, who was on the throne? Are you sure? Who was on the throne? Thank you. What is, but what was that qualification here? There's something more. Which was and is and is to come. What does that mean? He was. He was. Somebody that was means he died. If you use past tense for somebody, he died. Let's say he is. That means he was again by himself. He is to come. What does that really mean? He said, Behold, he coming soon. He is the one we are waiting for. He's the one coming soon. Which means he was on the throne. It was God Almighty. But look at it. He said, It's like a stone. Jasper. Sardine. Stone. I want you to open your heart. Throw away everything you have been taught. It takes revelation. It is a revelation. And I will tell you why, how we know this. Because all the apostles were confused themselves until we get to John chapter 14. We are going to finish it. Okay, he said, he was and is and is to come. That was a, that was a description of this man on his throne called the Lord God Almighty. He's not a man, he said it's like a stone. Well, Apostle John, who was receiving this vision, saw somebody on the throne. You know, Apostle John knew Jesus, not so. He has lived with him three and a half years. He didn't say, I saw Jesus on the throne. Oh, but he said, I saw something like Jasper and Sardine. Jasper stone. But they were calling him Lord God Almighty. And they say he was, and he is, and he is to come. Which means God was, and God is, God is to come. Wow, who is this on the throne? The Lord God Almighty. Okay, well, let's see. Now, in chapter 5, verse 1 says, He saw in the hand of this on the throne a book written. A book was written. And there was a proclamation who can open this book? Who can even look upon it? He said, no man in heaven, or in earth, verse 3, neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. Apostle John said, I wept much. Somehow he knew that this book was important. That book was important. If nobody could pick it up, the old man is doomed or something like that. But he said, while he was weeping, somebody said to him, in verse 5, and one of the elders said unto me, weep not. Behold, he said, behold means look. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seeds thereof. So when Apostle John heard that, that don't we, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has prevailed. So he was looking for where is that lion? Lion of the tribe of Judah. But what did he see? And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, Names of the elders stood a lamb. He was looking for a lion. He saw a lamb. 
He said, it's as if he had been slain. This lamb looked like he's even dead. Slain. He has seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven streets of God. He came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat Now, wait a minute here. I'm going to make you to clarify to see this problem. If you see one on the throne, just pass at this one. They say, that's all Lord God Almighty. And they say, who can open this book? And nobody except a bloody lamb came forward. Just showed up. Nothing really came forward. Showed up. A lamb is like a little baby sheep. If you don't know what a lamb is. A lamb showed up. Looked like it was slain. It must have been resurrected. Not so. That's why he's still able to walk. And he came and took the book out of the hand of him that sat on the throne. Now watch what transpired. After he took the book, in verse 7, when he had taken the book, the four beasts, four and twenty elders, fell down before who? Before the lamb. What? They should worship God. Now they are worshiping the lamb. There must be two gods in heaven. It's only one. And if you know that the same one that's on the throne is the same one that is the lamb, you worship both of them, right? Because it's the only one. That is the mystery. Because they transfer the worship of the throne, of the one on the throne, to the worship of this bloody lamb. But why didn't Apostle John see the Lord Jesus Christ, whom he knew? Because he is no interest him. If he saw he saw the elders, the human beings, but he didn't see the Lord Jesus Christ, he saw a lamb. So it's a representation. Just a representation of the man on the throne. Represented when he came to the earth as a lamb. It's a representation. When you understand that, that is why they could worship him, the one on the throne, and then turn the worship to the one called the lamb. Because it's the self same person. Amen? Amen. Understand. That is the mystery of the Godhead. And they worship the Lamb and say, Thou art worthy to receive the book and to open the seal thereof. Now, that was why when the Lord Jesus Christ was upon the earth, in John chapter 14, that's where I'm going to finish this section of the sermon. All these people, all these apostles were just following him. They, he keeps saying, my father, my father, my father, my father, my father, my father. They are confused. To the point that in verse 8, He was saying he was going with me, not so. But when he got to verse 8, somebody, one of the apostles, was bold enough to say, Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father. And it survived us. They just show us this Father. You've been talking to my Father, my Father. And so, what did Lord Jesus answer? This is the key. Now, verse 9. Now, if you, if we always talk about this. If somebody is gathering some disciples, and you are telling them things, and you are about to go away, and you see that they are still confused and you really need them and they, you want to really put them to rest you tell them the truth tell them the secrets of secrets because you are not going to be here anymore so the Lord Jesus Christ should tell them the secrets of secrets to make them really be strong now this is the secrets of secrets they said show us this father that you have been praying to and it will be enough for us and what did he say he looked at Peter and said have I been so long time with you and yet as thou not know me, Philip, listen, listen, if you pay attention, you will understand this. 
Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. What is he telling us? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how says thou then, show us the Father? That Bible verse alone clarifies what I just mentioned on the, that was shown to John. That it is the Father of the throne who suddenly became human being and came to die for mankind on the cross, on the on that, and then went back to the throne. He said, what he was saying was, I am going back to the Father. That's the position of the Father. Let me give you a quick analogy. If the president of America, everyone knows him as president, those who know him to be president, when he's in the regular, he's the president, they call him president. Suddenly he went in and changed, came out as a golfer, putting his golf club on, and he went with the golf bodies. If they know him to be president, they call him president. But this is just one of us bodies playing golf. He's still the president. That is what you are seeing here. That's why the 24 elders and the four beasts turned to the Lamb and kept worshipping the Lamb. Is the same one. Praise the Lord. That is where I'm going to. You can go on with many other Bible verses. Christ clarified to the apostles. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. That's why I said, but you see, so why are you praying to the Father in his name? Why? Because if you don't pray in his name, you don't believe in the Lamb. You don't believe in that blood that sacrificed you. That's the only blood. That's no name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's the name. You are going through the blood of Jesus to talk to the Father. So if you don't go through that blood, you are on your own. Like everybody says, they just hated Jesus. Ah, I don't like Jesus. I've, got to, I've talked to God. We made a mistake. The Muhammad said, well, he's just a prophet. I'll talk to God. They made a mistake because then they are not going through that blood that, sacred, that saves mankind. All these people say, we've well, just talked to his mother. <laughs> they made a mistake also. This one said, Jehovah said, oh, we just, we just put Jesus. I've just talked to Jehovah. They made a mistake. Why? Because you don't come to the Father but through Jesus. Yes. That sacrifice blood, that blood. Made human being have access to the throne of grace. That is the mystery. That is the secret. That is why he said they hated me without a cause. They hated him. Let me tell you my own testimony. Before I became born again, I was in the church. When I was in the church, CNC church, Christ Apostolic Church, they would be singing and calling the name and singing to Jesus. I got jealous. Why are they always talking to Jesus and not to God? Why are they always singing to Jesus and not to God? Because I didn't know. I mean, I could feel some jealousy in me each time I heard them singing to Jesus. I, see, I was in the I mean, CAC, Christ, Christ Apostolic Church in Nigeria. I was singing to Jesus and not to God. Until I was touched and born again. Then I knew who he was. Then I want to be with him. So it is born again experience that can really reveal this to you. To know that the same one that we say, Father, is the one that came to the earth. You are, not, you are looking at the coat. Don't think of him as a human being. You might, that's the coat you are wearing, this coat. Everybody put that coat down and go to the grave. But he took his own up and went away to show us there will be resurrection. There will be resurrection. The Lord visited me. I am so bold. I'm so confident of this. But the Lord is still wearing that body. And many are seeing him right now. That same body with the prints of the nail. He's the only king of the universe that will still be wearing the crown of thorn, glorious crown of thorn, because no other person 
He showed himself to me, man, he visited me in my house one time. We are just I've given that testimony. We were praising the Lord. I would have thought it was real, but it was in the in the spirit. And the door just opened to my room. And here walks in Jesus in a white robe. The difference is that white robe was clean white, but you can see the a glowing mark on the hand, a glowing mark on the hand, a glowing mark, like a reddish glowing red on the side and on the feet. It just came in like that. And I jumped, we jumped and hugged him. And what did he do? Touch my lips. That was the only thing he did. Touch my lips. I said, and then he left. When I woke up, it was vision. I said, that's what you do, Lord Jesus, you just touch my lips. <laughs> I thought there would be some revelation. But he said, you know what touching of lips mean? My word is in your mouth. I have put my word in your mouth. So you do well to believe what I just showed you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Let's go on to the sermon of today. Praise the Lord. Let's sing one song before I go. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus the Lord. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus Christ the Lord. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus the Lord. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Jesus the Lord. One more time. His name is Lord Jesus Christ. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus the Lord. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus the Lord. Praise the Lord. Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. For all we thank you. For all we thank you, Lord, for you reveal this unto faith. You said that you shut it off from the wise and the big men. You said you leave it to base like us. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, the last time I was here on this pulpit was almost two months ago. So we only come once in two months. So if you miss a salmon a, 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 a or, or a fellowship, you might miss some good grace. And when I was here last time, I talked about hope. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Apostle Paul says something that now there are, there are, there are, there are, he said there is. Let's read it. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the last few verses. And now abide faith, verse 13, hope, and charity called love. These three, but the greatest of this is love or charity. So I didn't actually plan this. I said, well, last time I was, I talked about hope. The Lord said today, I'm going to talk about love. Amen? Amen. So that's why I bring that Bible verse. We 
We are going somewhere. We are talking about love this time. But what is faith? It's a faith, hope, and love. These three things. But the greatest of it is love. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6. Put that on the screen for me, please. Because Apostle Paul is trying to make us see something about these three, these three brothers. Faith, hope, and love. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 6, he said, Faith walked by love. See, for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision or village anything known, but, you, but faith which walked by love. So it means it's tying faith and love. So how are they related? Faith walks by love. But he said those three things are by faith, hope, and love. He said, but the greatest is love. But how is faith related to hope to love? Faith walked by love. How is hope related to it? Well, Hebrews 11, Hebrew chapter 11, verse 1, already told us about what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So that's how faith and hope are also linked. So I, you know, shine something on that for me over the weekend, I said, but it's a faith walked by love. But we always try to use faith. We try to use faith. We try to use faith. But it's a faith walked by love. I said, well, I've never really meditated on that. How does faith walk by love? Then it took me through these scriptures. To see all the miracles. We all love miracles. We love to see miracles. We want Jesus Christ to do wonders. No wonder we are not seeing it through us. Because faith walks by love. So it, gave, it, made, it took me through all the miracles in the scripture that he did. And I'm going to just go through one by one to see that it was love. And what is really love? Love has this thing called compassion. Yeah. Compassion. Because we say love, 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 love is the worst. See that compassion. And when you begin to look at this, the scriptures, it is the compassion that Jesus Christ was using to do these miracles. Gospel of John chapter 11. Let's look at the first story or miracle that, not the first miracle, but one of the things I listed. The first one on my list is John chapter 11 and see where the Lord Jesus Christ did the greatest, uh, what you say, the greatest miracle of raising the dead that was dead for days. But when you look at that story, I'm not going to go through the story. Mary and Martha, they, they said the Lord Jesus Christ loved them. Yes, he loved them. But their brother, Lazarus, had been sick. It's getting worse, it's getting worse. They sent for the master, please, your, your friend is sick. And the Lord Jesus Christ didn't show up. The Bible says, even say, oh, okay. So the Lord Jesus Christ waited two more days. So in the human mind, you say, well, do you really love these people? If you really love them, you should run there or pray from there. Also, if you hear that your brother is sick and your brother is in Nigeria, what will you be doing? You begin to pray right here. Even if you can't fly over there, but Jesus Christ, I'm sure he just left alone. And he said, this sickness is not unto death. He said, but for the glory of God. So you already saw that. But the people around will be thinking, does he really care for them? But to show that he cared for them, this is where I'm really going, is verse 35. Because you all know the story. Now he came to the place and they were all crying and said, if you have been here, if you have been here, you wouldn't have died. Some can, some can say sarcastically, 
look at him. He's not showing up after he's dead. I thought you'd say he loved us. I could have said, oh, Master, you could have been here. You, it's too late. Anyway, the Lord just kept on talking. Your brother will rise again and the resurrection and the life. 